Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday and welcome to the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Guys, shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's, guys, and find out where you can purchase. Again, welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Toshi. we got Eric Ruby back in the passenger seat today. we got DJ Danielle making all the magic happen behind the Matt, guys, it is Friday. If you're new here, do us a solid. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and drop a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast because we got a lot to get into today. We've obviously got Hot or Not at the tail end of the show. And right on cue, for that. Right on cue, we got Donna, we got JJ in the chat spawning and immediately talking about Arizona State JJ? basketball. Arizona State basketball? JJ, what? JJ, JJ is just an ASU basketball fiend. At this point, look, we will talk ASU hoops in a little bit, but we're going to kick things off talking about Arizona State football, something that we've obviously talked a whole hell of a lot about over the last few months. And as it relates to the transfer portal and potentially Arizona State going out, pursuing another transfer target, this time a former Washington offensive lineman, uh, Jalen Clem who entered the portal is also a, a former Kansas state offensive lineman. Um, and he participated in seven games as a Washington backup left tackle uh, last fall. We obviously know the Washington offensive line, um, one of the best groups in the nation. Uh, Clem on a visit to Arizona state this weekend, just uh, immediate thoughts on ASU potentially pursuing um, an offensive lineman that was obviously you know, in the the national championship game not too long ago. I mean, listen, no matter what, offensive linemen, you can never have enough of them, Yeah, uh, especially big bodies going into the Big 12 with a quarterback that had an injury problem last year yeah. and is a little bit smaller in frame. I'm all for beefing up the line, and this is somebody that if if they are able to get a commitment from him, I you could probably slot him in as a starter, even though he wasn't starting a majority of the games yeah. over in Washington. And this is, this is somebody who... Coming in as a prospect was a lot higher rated, and, and as far as rankings goes, like he was a four-star as a prospect. He's a three-star now as a transfer. Yeah. But that's, again, a buy-low candidate type of guy, like invest in us, come here to Arizona State, we're going to get you back to where you need to be. And listen, with, with Arizona State and where they are, you can look at any position room except for maybe running back and say, why not Yeah. add talent at this point? So if they can grab somebody who has had experience on a big stage uh, playing in big games for a really good program and offer them a bigger role and more buy-in here. And I, it, it would be a great fit if it does happen to come together, but he's going to, I mean, he's going to be sought after, like, even though he's not as high of a, of a star ranking now as he was when he was recruited. Yeah. This, this guy's still going to have plenty of big schools wanting his services. Yeah. I mean, he did just enter the portal uh, a few days ago from everything that I had seen. Uh, one of, I believe 16 players um, at the very least 
from Washington that have entered the portal. So they've had what obviously, there? obviously a, a rough go of it since they've oh. hired uh, Jed Fish with a lot of former players entering the portal. And I believe 16 is the number that I saw, but it could be more. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Clem, I think when you're when you're talking about Arizona State's roster and adding at certain positions, I know we spoke to, to Kenny Dillingham not too long ago and he was on record pretty much saying that, you know, they are going to be pretty selective with what they do here throughout the rest of the offseason just until that spring transfer portal opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Clem was a target. If, you know, by Monday he is an Arizona State Sun Devil, that would be awesome. I mean, that'd be um, best case scenario. It, it would be. But again, it, like you said, he will have options open. And you look at just tentatively what Clem would look like on this offensive line. I think you probably plug and play Clem at that left tackle spot, played left tackle a little bit at Washington last season. You kick over Sean Na, who was a freshman last year, had some really good, really good games as a tackle uh, for ASU. I think you probably kick him to the right tackle spot. Mm-hmm. Um, that leaves you with with Leaf starting at center. You've got your tackles kind of plug and played already. Ben Coleman coming back for ASU right. didn't play yeah. last season would be a, a huge, huge, um, probably a starter right there along one of those guard spots. And then that's without even really mentioning any of the additions that ASU got from the transfer portal already, like Josh Atkins, Joey Sua. Uh, that again, I, I think your offensive line, if you are able to add Clem, whether he is somebody that starts immediately. We talk about the importance of depth on really good rosters, and it's a position that ASU didn't have enough depth on last season. No, and, and injuries are were rampant, and that was part of the reason why they didn't have enough depth. Yeah. But again, with what they want to do, and especially in a Kenny Dillingham offense where they're going to be focusing on running the ball a lot to kind of open things up, you, you need not only stability there but you need somebody who can come in and change a game yeah and and if he can come in and move some guys around like that's that's just game-changing stuff now i not to be the bearer of bad news but looking at things uh his his father right like these these are all good things i'm gonna hit you with the bad thing tell me organ god damn it i hate you uh (laughs) anyway uh his father uh offensive lineman in hawaii then he played in the league for about five six seasons and he was an offensive line coach at smu ucla for the steelers but right now he's an associate head coach at oregon yeah which is i don't know if it's a crystal ball i'm not gonna get my uh my 24 7 on and and say crystal ball predictions or anything like yeah. that. But you'd have to imagine that a school like Oregon is getting a pretty good look from, uh, from him just because of, of his father. But I mean, as, as we saw with uh Cole Martin, I was just about to say, you know, you it know, doesn't who matter if your dad's coaching at Oregon, you still want to come to Tempe baby. And I think again, part of it in, in, you know, I could be totally wrong on this, but yes, there is the immediate thought of like, Oh, that would be cool to like, go play with your dad. Right. Where, but there's where also the thought the of like not wanting to do that. Well, there's at all. that. Exactly. Right. There's that side of things that I don't think it gets talked about enough right now, not just with a guy like Clem, but really athletes all over. Right. There's the immediate you, you see LeBron and Bronny of like, oh, you want to play with your dad like that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be legendary. Right. right. But there's also the idea of like, nah, like I want to go carve out my own path. I want to do my own thing yeah. without having to rely on what my dad's able to do. And I think Clem has been able to do that already right going from yeah. a kansas state to a washington and potentially being an addition for arizona state you, you talk about kenny dillingham and the culture that he's trying to build here literally brick by brick day by day it, it it starts with getting guys that know how to win and you look at the places that kenny has gotten some of the the talent 
just this past offseason, right? Cole Martin from Oregon, LaTerrence Welch from LSU, uh, Marcus Douglas from FSU, right? You bring over, let's say it is a Jalen Clem from Washington, right? You are getting guys from programs that recently have been top tier winning teams. They yeah. know how to win. And that's something that Dilly talked about a lot last season is they were improving every single game. But when it came down to putting the game away, they right. just didn't know how to win yet. And bringing in guys specifically at positions of need that know how to win, I think would go a long way in furthering the culture. But also we, we talk about the whole iron sharpens iron thing, right? Yeah. You bring in again, at a position of need, somebody that is able to elevate the game of the other offensive linemen. Coming from a program that was just in the college football championship. And not just that, but the offensive line won the Joe Moore Award. Like, given to the, 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 the best group of offensive linemen out there. And I, again, it is not just a one through five thing when it comes to the Joe Moore Award, right? Like, I covered Notre Dame when Notre Dame's offensive line was winning that year over year. And that is, it goes so much deeper than just the first five guys yeah. It is a level of we are the best group in the nation at this one specific job. And for ASU, even at the end of the offseason, to just be like, yeah, we got one of those guys from that offensive line. That would be massive. I know initially when there was a uh, a Washington offensive lineman that entered the portal, we did a whole day kind of talking about what it would mean. Right. And so to, again, whether it be a... Jalen Clem or going out there and getting anybody else from one of those rosters, it means something that Kenny is is working this late in the game to try and bolster a position in need. I mean, it shows that A, he's not completely comfortable where, with where he's at, which yeah. I think for where the program is overall, you don't want somebody who's like, oh, wow, we improved. We should be better. Our position rooms are a lot more solid. I got my guys in there. Well, let me just kick my feet up and prepare for spring ball. No, you want somebody who's not satisfied. He's one of those guys. And I gave you the bad news with Papa Clem being over at Oregon. Well, here's the good news, okay? One of the reasons why you know players choose specific places is because they hear about coaches. And do you want to know who else was coaching in Oregon in 2022 along with Papa Clem? Right. Oh, that, that would be Kenny Dillingham. There you go. Right. So... Obviously, everybody loves Kenny. Everybody that you talk to, every coach, every player, anybody around football, they're like, oh, Kenny, yeah. Oh, I talked to him once and he was my dude immediately. Yeah. So you would imagine that Dillingham and, and, and Papa Clem have a good relationship. So now his son's in the transfer portal. I love that you've just leaned into the Papa, Papa Clem. That's it's what just, we're calling it him. It sounds right. What do we want me to call him? Adrian? I mean, that's a, totally up to you. That's his name. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. You know, you make a good point there. No, but like if, if your son's in the transfer portal and he doesn't want to come to Oregon, let's say he wants to blaze his own trail. He doesn't want to come play under his dad for whatever reason. Right. Assuming that Oregon's even interested. Exactly. Which I think they would be. I, I don't think that that a guy like this. I mean, maybe they're not as interested in giving him like a, a, a for sure starting role day one. But I would assume that most programs are going to be interested in a guy like this yeah and and again just to preface it even if clem were to commit to arizona state dilly's been big on not promising no anything in terms of playing not time. as much a promise but more like you can see the path right like if you come to arizona state and it's the same thing with all these guys like nobody's promised anything but you have to imagine that if you're sitting down D dilly's gonna say if you do everything right we have a role for you. Yeah. It's up to you to get there. But if you do, we will we will have a spot for you. And I think with the offensive line, basically, you just say you come in like you look around. If you think you're starting caliber, come in and prove it and you'll start. And if you're a guy like this, you might look around this team and go, 
I could start. Yeah, I could start and I could make an impact there on my own watch with somebody that maybe I don't want to play for my father, but I trust his opinion. I trust what he knows about football through a very long career. And maybe he raves about Kenny. I mean, obviously, that's all speculation, but I have not heard from or met a person who has met this guy and went, you know what? Bad vibes. Yeah. Bad vibes. Look, and, when, and so I just don't see that happening. When you think about this whole situation with, with transfer players and just kind of the, the state of college football, I feel like it's really easy to get lost in the, oh, they're coming from this program and going to this program, right? And just seeing it as that, right? Oh, he's mm-hmm. coming from Washington, going to ASU. That's a step down, yeah. right? Or he's going from Washington to Alabama. That's a step up, right? Like it, it's super easy. And then to just leave it at that without really sinking your teeth into the entire situation which dilly has been big on trying to showcase everything that arizona state has to offer right now and i think if you zoom out right we are obviously very ingrained in the day-to-day of arizona state but if you take away all that and you sit from the outside looking in let's say you spent you know two years ago you were in kansas right you were with kansas state yeah then you transferred to washington for a year okay You've been in some pretty doomy, gloomy places, right? Just in terms and of... And you walk into Tempe. In terms of, like, lifestyle, yeah. right? And, and mind you, I believe he's from the East Coast as well. He's from Pennsylvania. Right? So, again, you are, again, still dealing with that. You're talking about the weather. You're talking about the vibes. You're talking about the environment. So, you take a visit to Tempe. It's 65, 70 degrees, early February. You've got one of the youngest coaches in college football who is known for being super hyper energetic, right? Super personable, super relatable. You're talking to other transfers. Why did they want to come to ASU? Well, you've got a coach that's going to, he's not going to lie to you. He's going to keep it a hundred with you the entire time that you come here. Okay. There's potential that you play early in your time. Mind you, he's got several years of eligibility left. Yeah. And you are, again, you're not necessarily living off of, your, your father's success, if you go to Oregon, you're still relatively close to your dad, right? Just a few states away, and you're in a beautiful place in Tempe. Like, a, a situation like this makes a lot of sense, I feel like, yeah. especially given the fact that he has eligibility and time to work with this program. But above all else, short bus with the 199 super chat. <laughs> Show him the money! Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Tempe's all great, but that NIL. that NIL comes in key. And, you know, I did a little research, very quick uh, dive into Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's where the Clem family hails from. Uh, population of 2,785. I'm pretty sure my high school was almost that big. That's crazy. So... He's he's gone and again, like Pen- Pennsylvania is a, a beautiful place, but I mean the the springs and the late winters and all that are not the same as they are over here. So so you're right. He he might walk in and just and fall in love with the place. And ASU kind of brings that for a lot of people, and and you don't hear guys say it as often as they probably feel it, where they're like, oh man, I just want to come to Tempe because the program was the best for me. But like within that is just like, am I going to be happy here? Yeah. And if I'm going to be playing a lot on a team that if this team turns this shit around this year, like makes a bowl game, good amount of wins, competes in the Big 12. These guys are going to all be credited for it. Obviously, Kenny's going to be at the head, but every single guy who transfers in and makes an impact, you're going to be looked at as somebody was like, dang, like you came in when things were not sweet. 
when you really didn't have to considering where you probably could have gone and the money that you could have gotten as well. Yeah. And now you're in here and you're turning everything around. And Donald says, just show him Mill Ave and he'll fall in love. Maybe like I don't I don't think that that's a non factor. I don't I don't even think you need to do that. Right. You, you talk about when it comes to these athletes, what do they want to do? They want to win. They want to have fun. They want to make money. OK, for ASU, they can do part of the money thing, but not nearly to the level of some of the other places. So you really have to, in my estimation, lean into the we're going to win and you guys are going to have fun here. Time. What did Kenny say the moment that he was at the podium for the very first time being introduced as the ASU head coach? If you want to win and work harder and have the most fun than anyone else in the country, you come to Arizona State. Nobody is going to work harder and have more fun yeah. than Sun Devils. Yeah, and I think he's he's sticking to that even through a really hard season. And that's why you see so many key players returning. And, and if Kenny can make, I don't know if I can say, losing fun, make as much fun out of their situation last year as possible is probably a better way to put it then what's going to happen when things start turning around? And, and this guy's just going to capitalize on it. And you know he has that vision. And every time he sits down with somebody, he sells them on the vision. And when somebody's talking to you about that, and you can tell they're genuine and not just full of crap and trying to get you on their team, hey, we'll offer you a bunch of money. I want you here just because I want you here selfishly. Or hey, we'll offer you some money. I'm going to give you a great place, a great situation. I'm going to pour myself into you and we're going to make you better and we're going to make the team better. And if in a year or two you need to leave because you found a better situation or the money situation is not working out for you, whatever it is, I will support you. I will shake your hand and I will praise you on the way out. That's special. Yeah. I mean, look, I I think part of it also goes back to when some of these guys are on visits and the people that they're visiting with are former transfers. Right. You're, yeah. you're looking at what ASU accomplished last season. Right. And you, you look at it as a whole product. The team went three and nine, had a bowl ban that they, you know, was self-imposed regardless. First year of the program. I feel like if you are an incoming transfer, potential transfer, you can immediately stop and look at the transfers last year. You stop. You look Camp Scadaboo. Camp Scadaboo, a Dude went viral at points last season because of what he was able to do as a transfer for Arizona State. You look at Xavier Guillory, Jordan Tyson, two guys that hope to have bigger roles as a transfer this season. Okay, defensively, Trey Brown, another guy, Deshaun Mallory, who transferred in, had amazing career years at Arizona State, even with the team not having... a a dominant season the way they wanted to. But again, that was Mm -hmm. year one. You move on to year two. There's expected growth. Um, And and I think, again, you add a guy like Jalen Clem, he could be a really, really important piece to Arizona State by the end of the weekend. And and I will say one last thing. We mentioned it at the beginning with kind of UW in state of frenzy right now. Yeah. And that's he's their seventh offensive lineman to either enter the draft or the portal. Yeah. And so... You're coming from a big program that all of a sudden was turned on its head because a coach decided to leave and then another coach decided to leave and come there. And you're probably looking around and going, do I want to go through that again? Look, I already was at Kansas State and I transferred to a big program. It was fine. Like I, I, I had a good career experience. I grew. I was part of the best unit in the nation. Okay, then everything got flipped on its head. Yeah. So am I going to go to a place that is going to offer me a bag at a big program and maybe that head coach leaves and now I'm in the transfer portal again a year from now and I really don't want to do that. Or do I want to just settle down? 
Yeah. Do I want to find a place that's going to, yes, take care of me financially, but also mentally, also physically, and then I don't have to worry about going, okay, is Kenny going to leave next year? No. Is Kenny going to leave the year after that? No. Can I confidently say that if I come to this school and I stay here for the rest of my eligibility that I will be under the same head coach and probably a majority of the same coaching staff? Yes. Yeah. And these guys aren't stupid. They're not just money-hungry people who are trying to to screw other people over like they're they're trying to figure out what's best for them and a lot of the times i think they're starting to realize that hey going to a school where somebody is going to sell me on something and then dip the next minute just puts me in a bad spot yeah and in a position where i might have to focus on entering the transfer portal and picking a school instead of working out instead of focusing on my body and everything that I need to do to be the best player. So I don't think that not just with with Clem, but with a lot of these guys who are leaving these big programs or these programs that have this massive amount of change, ASU has multiple different ways to appeal to them. And that loyalty factor in this era of college football is massive. Yeah, you're absolutely Genuinely right. massive. Look, we're, we're talking about, right, Jalen Clem potentially coming to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't help but, Stop again and just realize that isn't it crazy that everything going on over the last couple of months in college football is due to Nick Saban retiring? Yeah, it was really a domino effect. Like Nick Saban retiring, opening up that job at Alabama, what it did to that roster in the transfer portal. Obviously, Kalen DeBoer leaving his spot in Washington, going to Alabama, what it did just in terms of public image and noise surrounding Mike Norvell at Florida State, Dan right. Lanning at Oregon. Then you've got the opening at Arizona. Um, Jed Fish goes to Washington. Then you've got Brent Brennan going from San Jose State to Arizona. Then you got San Jose hiring the the former uh, Navy head coach, and the Navy has to do stuff. like It is crazy to just see the coaches bouncing around, and then with what comes – after every single one of these new head coaching hires and departures is, okay, this roster now can enter the portal. Yeah. This roster can now enter the portal. And that's yep. what we're doing because Nick Saban retired. All of these guys could potentially go to new spots. It, it really is a crazy world of college football right now. Yeah, I, I've sat back and I've thought about that a couple of times because just like obviously now everything has happened and you're sitting back and you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But in the moment, there was so much going on. Yeah, there really was so much going on. And I, I don't think ASU has taken advantage is maybe the way that we hoped if somebody else had been hired to to fill that Alabama role. And obviously we got a lot of talking points about that other school that we got from that. So, you know. It is what it is. We'll weigh that out and call that about even. But uh, if if they're able to capitalize like this and add a stud offensive lineman, then that's enough for me. And, and I mean, there's there's a chance, man. I, I will always give Dilly a chance. And I think now that a couple of those dominoes have fallen internally with ASU, big guys, guys that, ha- that were that were big recruits and were at a big school like Relique Brown are already here. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't be the first. And a lot of times it's really hard to be the first. Yeah. And then the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth, that's all easier. Yeah. That's all easier. You're you're hundred percent right. Look, getting one of these guys would be an immediate, immediate like building block. Right. Yeah. An immediate person that you look at and you're like, okay, this is something that we build for the future. And I think everybody at home kind of has that same thing, right? They've got their own building blocks that they have from like a family perspective, from a friend perspective, from a career perspective, and then also 
a trusted banking perspective I knew it. as well, Let's right, guys? Go. So time to tell you about Desert Financial. They are the Beautiful. official retail banking partner of Arizona State University. And for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Look to Desert Financial for checking and saving accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. They really do have it all. And like we said, they've been doing it for quite some time now, so you know you can trust them. Now is the time to show your ASU team spirit. Open a free checking account online and get $200, plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Go to DesertFinancial.com slash ASU to get started. You know, I had a transition, but I'm just so in awe of yours. <laughs> like, gonna, I saw, I, you ain't going to top that that's one. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I pride myself on my transitions, and I saw that one building up, and I saw it early. The and building I was like, block. I was like, is he going to do this? It's like, it's like when, when, when the ball comes off the bat, and you're like, oh my God, is that a home run? You stand up, you're like, oh my God, <gasps> is that out of the park? <laughs> And then it is. And you're it's like, gone. oh my God, I saw. Yeah. So that, the crack of the bat right there, impressive. It's Thank similar you. to a jackpot. Okay, listen, now you're going too far, okay? <laughs> Don't step on my territory now. Let me tell you about Gila River Resorts and Casinos. we got a lot of people talking in the chat about bonding experiences, ASU players going to hockey games together, all of that. If you want a bonding experience with your friends or your significant other, or you just want to go and have some bonding with yourself personally because it's been a while since you checked in on yourself, might I recommend Gila River Resorts and Casinos because you do you, and trust me, no one does it better. Nobody does you better than you, and nobody does fun better than Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Authentic, immersive, that's what we talk about, the experience. You got the live table games, the slot machines, the BetMGM sportsbook in different locations, and just overall the vibes, man. Like You want to go and you want to have fun, you want to go win a little bit of money or you want to maybe have a little bit of a staycation, right? Teltra, you're a hard worker, man. You grind. <laughs> you you put your face in it. You say, I'm going. Do my you best, You deserve to treat yourself. A little staycation, I right? I love it. I go love by the it. pool. One of their many dining options, upscale to approachable. You can do whatever you want at Gila River Resorts and Casinos as long as you're doing you. Visit playathila.com for more details. Yeah, Will in the chat. Uh, the former Navy coach uh, was years removed from Navy. I believe he is the winningest coach in Navy history. Um, but yeah, he wasn't at Navy at the time of the the current hire for him at San Jose State. That was so. a world-class ad break, and I just want you guys to know. <laughs> Thank I just, you. I just Thank want to get, get the props that, that you deserve. Thank, Thank you. you. Highly, highly A little fist bump over that. I'm there we go. That's it. Where's Max? It. Max! Well, look, we're on the high, and I'm sorry. We're going to have to bring it down low. We're talking sorry. Arizona State basketball here for just a second. If you guys missed it, I, I totally understand um, <laughs> because it just wasn't pretty. But if you did see it, Arizona State basketball, Ugh. they found a way to lose again. They found Shocker. a way to lose last night to Stanford um, in, in what I you know would say was probably a must-win game. For Arizona State, they lost 71-62. Let's go ahead, uh, take a look at the numbers, guys, from Desert Financial Credit Union. Um, it, it is a very unique, unique uh, box score in my mind. Obviously, the only number that matters is that final score, 71-62 to in favor of the Cardinal. Uh, you look at the way the two teams shot last night from behind the arc, 29% for Stanford, 25% for ASU. Total Shooting numbers uh, from the floor, Stanford 43% to ASU's 38%. From the charity stripe, 8 of 13 for the Devils, 13 of 17 for the Cardinal, and then turnovers 14 from Stanford and 11 
from ASU. Just a, a really poor performance in the second half. The Sun Devils getting outscored 42 to 29. Um, I saw it on social media. A lot of people just begging and pleading for somebody other than Jose Perez to find life in the offense. I know Jemiah had himself a first half. Yeah. Um, but really, outside of that, it was another rough night for ASU. I mean, listen, man, it, this is the difference between box score watching and game watching, yeah. right? Because you look at the box score, Jose Perez only had 14 points. Yeah. Jermaine Neal, Frankie Collins had 12 each. Ace had 10. That's four of your five starters in double digits. That's not bad. Alonzo Gaffney. Uh, you 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 talk. I've 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 Alonzo been talking about Gaffney. Alonzo Gaffney for two years now. You you tell me what you think, Alonzo Gaffney. I'm done doing. Oh, it. You, <laughs> I'm done doing. You it. think I'm going to bring some fresh in your take I, here? I, I just can't do it anymore. <clears throat> One for six from the field. Oh, a four from threes. God, please, please show up in his dreams and tell him to stop shooting threes. It's over. No more of it. I don't want to see a single three-point attempt from Mini KD again. I can't handle it. Tell him to take it to the freaking rim with some authority and stop shooting the damn ball from where he can't hit it. I'm done with it. Over. No more. Thank you. This program hurts me. <laughs> it makes it's taken years off my life watching Arizona State basketball. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Bobby board, what it looks like following Arizona State's loss to Stanford. Um, I believe Sun Devils now fall to 11 and 10 on the season. Yep. Now they've lost three straight, and Eric, they have lost five of their last six. 11 and 10 overall. There are 500 in the conference, right? I mean, listen. This is what we were talking about when they were playing well, right? And then everybody was like, oh, why are you being so negative? It's like, we're not being negative. We're just being realistic. Yeah. Right? Like, this is what happens. They hit their highs, they hit their lows, and then they even out. And it's just, ugh. When they lost, and I know that people thought that that we were maybe overreacting when they lost to Washington, right? Because they had just won four straight, and then they get blown out, and you're like, oh, my God, we're seeing it again. And, And I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a close loss to UCLA. Okay, you're losing my benefit of the doubt. Beat the crap out of USC. Oh, that's great. That's all good. Nope, no fight against Oregon. No fight against Oregon State. And then you had some fight against Stanford, but they just dominated you inside and it just wasn't enough. And now you're sitting, you're looking around. Listen, no tournament. No. They're not no. winning the Pac-12 this year. They're they're going to end with no Pac-12 tournament titles going into the Big 12. And now this program is going to be completely banking on an entire group of freshmen next year and a harder conference with a coach who just can't seem to get it all together. And I just I'm I'm not disappointed, though. You're not disappointed. No, because this is what I expected. Never once in this entire season did I sit back and go, this team is for real. Any flashes they had, it was almost like a miracle. Like, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. And I tried to believe. I tried to hope. I tried to get into it. I tried to talk myself into the four-headed monster at the top. Nope. It just, it doesn't, like, I'm I'm stone now. It doesn't affect so me anymore. Let's, let's go pull up the Bobby board one more time. How many, how many wins do you see left on here? Arizona State God. has what? 10 games left. I'm looking at four plus six. Yeah, 10 games left on the season. Am I doing the math there right, Danielle? I think so. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that looks like 10. To me. Yeah, I went to ASU. Give us. Give okay, us a break. so how many more games do they win? 
Don't be optimistic and don't be don't be negative. Just give me your realistic take here. Because before Oregon State, I said six. And they six. lost two games that I thought they would win. There are two games. Okay, there are there are four winnable games, and there are two of those games that they have actually beat that opponent before. So the winnable games you're saying are what? Cal, Oregon State, USC, UCLA. That's it. That's it. Okay, so... But you, th- th- those are winnable. I would certainly not choose them to win those four. Okay, so how many do you think they win? Two. Which ones? Cal and... I think Cal and and USC again. I'll give them the teams. That they, I think they beat those teams twice. They're going to go against Oregon State. So they get to 13 wins. That's it. I guess. 13 wins. Do you know where that would rank for Bobby Hurley in his seasons at Arizona State? Mind you, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. That's got to be one of the lower ones, if not the lowest. 13 wins would be the second worst season. As, what was the worst? Arizona State. The I'm looking at 2020, 2021 here. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, three tops, I think. like you have You have four winnable games, and... You'll probably swap one of those wins out with a really hard game that they shouldn't win, and then they'll lose to like Cal, but they'll somehow beat Oregon. Yeah, and, and it's just I, I don't know, man. I I'm so sick of it. I like Bobby I, Hurley's sweet spot is 15 wins, from what I can tell. Yeah, I mean, there's listen, there is a chance like they could win four games for the rest of the season, but there's nothing that will move me, unless you beat U of A. Like, listen, I will be rooting my ass off against U of A. If they beat U of A, I'll be talking an ungodly amount of They're shit. They're not beating U of A. All of that, obviously. But like, <laughs> but if, if, because weird things happen, if they do, like that, that's the only win that I would actually get up over. If they, if they blow out any, if they blow out Cal, if they blow out Oregon State, if they beat Utah, if they beat Colorado, if they beat Washington or Washington State or whatever, I'm not going to care anymore. Because because you don't want to know what's going to happen. I'm going to go, oh, wow. Oh, wow. They beat Utah. Oh, wow. They beat Colorado. That's great. What's coming up in the next game? Oh, blowout loss. Oh, frustratingly screaming at my TV as Alonzo Gaffney takes a fadeaway three and yells, Katie. Like, I don't need that in my life anymore. Glenn brings up a good question. Difference between Dillingham and Hurley. Team plays hard even when they lose with Kenny, but not Bobby. And that's been a theme with, with Bobby. And listen, you can you can point at the players all you want, man. And you can say the players need to be better. And, and obviously, I, I'm, I'm ripping into Alonzo Gaffney. Who's telling him to shoot threes? Who's drawing up it's the not, game plan? It's not him telling him to shoot threes. It's him not telling him not to shoot threes. Well, exactly. And when, when you have somebody who is so incredibly deficient at something for such a long period of time, and as a coach... And here's the thing. If you are stepping in and you're telling him not to do it and his ass isn't listening to you, you need to put him on the bench. You're the, yeah, you're the you, coach. You need, to, you need to take control of your team if that is what's happening. But I don't think it is. I think what's happening is he probably looks good in practice, probably hits some threes in practice. And, and he, he has the archetype where if he can stretch the floor and he can be a three-level scorer, then this team is so different. But now you're just you're talking yourself into something that doesn't exist. And, and at what point is the adult in the room, as the veteran coach in the room, do you sit back and you say, hey, Zoe, stop, stop for your own good, for our own good. Stop shooting so many threes. You want to take one and you hit one. OK, then we'll go from there. You want to take four and miss all of them. We can't do that, especially when you actually are effective going to the rim. I mean, it's it's Who, a, who's telling them this? It, it's full blown, just bad team basketball. This team is shooting. Um, 29% from three as a team 
through 21 games. They're averaging 69 points per game. Okay, nice. 335th. They are on pace getting out-rebounded per game by eight rebounds every game. And offensive rebounds by four every game. Their free throw percentage on the season is 65%. They're playing bad basketball. Yes, we can point to one player here, one player there. But overall, this team is just playing bad basketball. It has nothing to do with... It's super easy for us to get sucked into the idea of, oh, this four-game stretch, this three-game stretch. But when you're looking at the totality of it, it's been a bad season. They're 11 and 10. They've lost five of their last six. They are getting out-rebounded every single night. They're shooting awful from behind the arc. This is not a good team right now. This has not been a good team for the majority of the season. And you, you want to, again, zoom out and talk Arizona State basketball. We're, we're getting back on the, the carousel of <laughs> Arizona State basketball is at this point in the Can season off? where it's a slump they're gonna probably have a little bit of a heater at some point go on a three-game win streak they're gonna end with 15 wins they'll win maybe a game in vegas and then that'll be the season and we can stop we can get off the ride and say hey remember how that last pac-12 season went it went exactly like the last eight let me run you through some numbers okay as far as points per game they're second to last in the pack 69 points that's 20 points lower than the number one team by the way U of A. But as far as field goals made, um, they're third last in the pack at 10th. Field goals attempted, oh, they're up at 8th. So they're down low and made, higher in attempts. Field goal percentage, dead last. Dead last in field goal percentage. Three-pointers made, oh, they're 8th. They're 8th in three-pointers made. That's great, right? And in attempts, they're 4th. Okay, 4th in attempts, 8th in three-pointers made. Here's the kicker, three-point percentage, dead last. 29.7% dead last by almost Two percentage points. Oh, how about how about free throws made? Oh, they're bottom three. Free throws attempted. Guess what? Top five. Top five free throws attempted. Bottom three free throws made. Free throws percentage? <laughs> second to last. What about uh not what, good, man. what about uh, offensive rebounds? Second to last. What about defensive rebounds? Eighth. Oh, okay, fine. Finally something decent. Okay, overall rebounds, dead last. Dead last. Oh, how about how about assists? Okay, ninth. Fine. Steals? Guess what? The only one that they're actually good. Top two. They're second in steals. Fifth in blocks. And they're second in turnovers. Guys, this is a really bad basketball team. Every single stat that I read, the only ones that were up high were followed by terrible percentage after that. You know who has, and I'm looking at the the team three-point percentage. I'm looking at everybody, right? Bryson Long leads the team 77%. Hasn't played in a couple games. Braylon Green shooting 50% from three. Doesn't take a lot of threes. Jose Perez, 46%. The best current pretty much active player for Arizona State. Again, shooting 46% from three. Zane Meeks, who hasn't played in a while because of injury, he's shooting 46%. After that, it's an immediate drop-off to 29% and below. Do you know who, out of the regular players, has the worst Three-point percentage of anybody on the team. Gaffney. Who plays regularly. Gaffney. It's Alonzo Gaffney. Yeah. He shoots 21%. I did not have to think about that. He shoots 21% from three. See, that's right. This team shoots 29.7%, and he almost shoots 10% worse for that for his average. And you know who averages the most threes oh, on the Alonzo team? Alonzo Gaffney. The second most. He averages the second most. 4.6 threes per game. Ridiculous. With Adam Miller averaging the most at 5.8. Frankie Collins shoots four. Jemiah shoots four. 
We're talking about guards. Alonzo Gaffney is taking as many or more threes than the three leading guards on the team. And he's not hitting any of it. No. In, in a stat correction, by the way, free throw percentage, I said they were second. Uh, they're actually tied for last. Them and Utah both are hitting 65. 65% of their free throws. It, it's, it's a mess. It's an, it's an absolute mess. It's always been a mess. Even when it's been good. It's been followed by messes. I'm over it. I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm not getting on the carousel next year. I'm not. You're I'll watch have to. you. I'm going to stand on the side. I'm going to stand on the side. I'm going to watch your ass go around on it. And I'm just going to be like, that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. I like the circus. I might just fall asleep on the carousel. Okay. 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 What do you, what, what do you think about, what, what do you think about the rumors when they ask you basketball about potentially getting mus? Mus bus? <sighs> mus bus to Tempe? Listen, dog. What do you think? What do you think? Eric, Eric Musselman to Arizona State, next basketball coach. You I'll in, you it. out. You win, you out. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I listen. I've been in the camp of I understand if you want to give Bobby a shot next year with these freshmen. I'm also in the same camp of I don't think that's going to work out. So whoever the new AD is when they're hired by 2030, if they'd like to make a move, um, I'm all for must, it. Must, I, I'm, must. I'm all for must, man. Be, like I, I'm up for for anything. Like I, I, I really am. I, I'm up for bettering this program because like you said, ASU has a lot that you can sell on and maybe money isn't the part of it, but when everything else also was not it, it's a miracle that they're able to even get this recruiting class that's coming in next year and like over under how many years those guys stay, man, I'm setting it at one. Like it, you can't come in and bank on those guys being around for a while must, unless must, must, this must, stuff actually gets must, together. The chat must. wants must, man. I want Musk. But why would Musk come here? Because he was an Arizona State assistant from 2012 to 2013, and he was an associate head coach at ASU from 2013 to 2014. Okay, does that mean that he wants to come to this program with a bad arena Dilly and no was AD a GA. and Dilly no was NIL? On, Dilly was on the football staff. Yeah, but he was born and raised here. He was a Sun Devil before he was on the coaching staff. Coming here and coaching 10 years ago for two years. and Gets to go run the Big 12. The basketball conference, he gets a change of scenery going from Arkansas to ASU. I'm not, I'm not saying there's not know. some I'm not saying there's not some appeal, but like listen some appeal for him? For him. I'm not saying there's not some appeal, but but what I'm saying is like Must, I, must, it, must. I'll put Donald on the case. Get on the must bus, ladies and gentlemen. Donald, and I need you boots on the ground. I need you to, to go talk to Must for us and, and, and must send for us, us a recruiting pitch. Must for us. Get on the must bus. Where is it going? It's going to Circle K to fill up on some gas, guys. It's okay. Circle K, America's thirst shop, Totri's thirst shop, PHNX's thirst shop, guys. And they're helping you save money with their new free membership program every single day called Inner Circle. You guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups, and then they're going to help you save money every single day after that. Save three cents per gallon every day. And if that's not enough, get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and more. I'm always stopping at Circle K, usually twice a day for energy drinks, Gatorades, and for the amazing snacks and deals that they have. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Just visit CircleK.com for details. I was not laughing at your ad read. I'd like to make that very clear. I thought that was a wonderful ad read. It was your second best transition of the wow, day. Wow, wow, wow. I was laughing at Short Bus's Super Chat. Uh, he says he'll change his name to Must Bus instead of Short Bus if he comes here. And then he adds, join the Die Hard Discord. It's U of A free because they're poor's which I don't know about that. 
but because of their face pores let's just let's just say if you are a little cash strung out or you're looking to maybe get some free money boy oh boy do i have the app for you boy oh boy are our friends over at bet mgm not only do they have a great app they've got some great in-person locations we were there for a, a watch party just a couple of days ago for sun's nets it was a great turnout all the odds on the screens and i saw some 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 stuff that shane would love on the bottom ticker i'm talking like the evansville purple stuff. purple streaks or something like that against evansville UNC purple streaks. like i'm talking actually hit a lay stuff i hit a lay on bet mgm oh, last night Tell i did i it. took lakers money line okay. after they were up like 15 on the celtics you could still get it at plus money okay um austin reeves really? oh yeah because lebron and ad were out. were out yeah so austin reeves decided that he was gonna do his best steph curry impression and go for 30 so i uh i bet on um lakers money line and i parlayed it with a uh, little utah jazz same game parlay and it cashed beautiful beautiful Mr. bets over here. this guy even took over for bets the other yeah, day yeah i did well. and i uh, it's funny because i picked celtics minus 14 and a half <laughs> <laughs> hey that's what we call a hedge and if yeah, you'd like absolutely. to hedge, you can check out the bet mgm sportsbook app i do want to uh something fun that has been brought to my attention as the Super Bowl comes up because if you put $5 down on any bet, a $5 deposit for first time users, you're going to get $158 for free. So the same amount that took short bus to Super Chat, he can get $158 free. Obviously, the 58 is of course for Super Bowl 58 and they have some fun props. I would like to run through Totri and get your pick. Okay, I got you. I'm trying to find it here and I'm 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 lost right now. Here we go. Okay. You need a map. Here are some odds for what BetMGM thinks Usher will play first. Oh, I saw this. During the Super Bowl That's halftime show. Easy answer. Okay. Easy answer for sure. Yeah is at plus 225. Nope. My way also at plus nope. 225. DJ Goddess Fallen in Love plus nope. 500. Nope. Love in the Club plus 600. Nope. OMG yep. plus 800. That's okay, so the that's your oh pick. Oh my God. That's what we're coming out to. Are you kidding me? You think so? Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like it's going to be the top odds. I think it's going to be, yeah. Okay. How about we make a little wager, just you and me? Just me and you? Yeah. Okay. Loser has to dress like Usher the following day. Sure. Whatever that means. I don't (laughs) know if I own any clothes that Usher would own, but I'll bring you a leather jacket, some sunglasses. And if if he doesn't do either of those things, loser loser gets your ears pierced. Okay. Yeah. No fucking chance. (laughs) No, I'll wear the Speedo before I get my ears pierced, buddy. Listen, if you want to make some bets of your own and not stupid ones between two co hosts on a show, (laughs) you can go over to BetMGM. Use the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use code PHNX. Deposit $5 for first time users. You will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome win or loss check out the show notes for full details and now listen to our boy damon talk about the disclaimer gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER available in the u.s call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope Y four six seven three six nine new york call 1-800-327-5050 massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help michigan one 800 puerto rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms this promotional offer is not available in new york nevada ontario or puerto rico love it absolutely love it but it is friday Okay. It is. And we kind of we we kind of did it right there, getting off the rails a little bit, but it is time for Hot or Not. If you're new here, guys, Hot or Not is a segment we do every single Friday. Um Danielle is gonna give us three topics, and we're just pretty much gonna say if they're hot or not. Maybe uh well argument will will stem from that time uh time and again. So let us know in the chat what you think of these topics as well. But Danielle, who's been hot this week in the office? Uh who well she's not in the office. Who's been hot at PHNX, I think, is Leah Merrill. Okay. Who is out there rubbing elbows Grindin'. with celebrities at, at, uh, 
at the NHL All Star game in in uh, in Toronto. So Leah Merrill was hot. Yeah, she, she was talking on the show yesterday about like talking to Michael Bublé and and Justin Bieber. Like, you see, Bublé oh, was yeah, doing was was microdosing <laughs> shrooms. Heck yeah, we gotta link Bublé and Plumber. Yeah, that's crazy. We gotta get those two. That's in the same crazy room. to just be sitting up there and in front of and like doing media and being like, yeah. So my buddy, he said these were microdose shrooms. They're not. That's a crazy <laughs> thing to just Listen. say. You know, rich and famous, you got to be to say that and not care about any sort of repercussions. I was just about to say, do you know how much power you have to have to sit up at the NHL All-Star game and be like, I'm tripping balls right now. I'm tripping on shrooms, dude. What are you going to do about about it? it? (laughs) Like, like, oh, yeah, listen, I need I need Jake Plummer and Michael Buble to link and maybe phnx now that we have we have we have leah's connection maybe we can link those those guys together to a shroom show yeah i i think that would be a fun time are shrooms I'm one of your topics say, no no okay. i'm gonna say if i were to meet michael buble i'd probably die yeah yeah buble yeah i'm, I'm a i'm a i'm a big i'm a big buble fan you're a boobleaver is that is that I, what they call the the fans sh- sure instead of believers sure <laughs> <laughs> so on that note who's ugly at phnx who's, who's not hot i'm, I'm, I'm who's, my who's face. not hot um it's definitely me you're not. Uh, hot. I'm gonna give it to me this week because I, uh-huh. boy, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm, I'm pretty sick. Sometimes it'd be I'm like that. I'm not feeling though. great. It'd be like so that. So it's though. definitely gonna be me. Um, How you doing, over Petey? here? Petey, Petey's a little off. Yeah. Petey is yeah. not happy that Danielle just said she was sick. Do you guys know how germs work? No. Yeah, please I, inform me. You want to teach us about germs? Eat it, Petey. You're sick. <laughs> Love it. Hi, Danielle. What's our first topic? All right. First topic. Uh, over the counter meds. Over the counter med. Uh, how do we feel about how do we feel about Dayquil? Because I Dayquil? love it. Is no, that, is no, that, is that what our that's topic not, is? That's not actually what it is. Um, today is Groundhog's Day. Hell yeah, it is. And I always forget about it. But then everybody was talking about it in my class this morning. So Groundhog's Day, hot or not? You go. Well, I just got flipped off by... F- by Jacob Franklin, and I'm honestly too. not sure why. Uh, so that wasn't hot. I honestly, Phil Punxsutawney Phil, he's hot. Groundhog's Day, not hot. I don't care. Why is it not hot? Why do you I hate groundhogs? Care. I just don't care. Why do you hate groundhogs? I don't hate groundhogs. You didn't ask me if gra- groundhogs were hot or not. You asked me if Groundhog Day was hot or not. So you don't think groundhogs deserve their own day? No. Why not? Well, what do you got against them hogs? I just I think that we should celebrate them every day. You know, I think, you know, I, think I had this conversation. I had this conversation with Derek. A while back and it was mid MLB season and I don't think he got enough respect. Okay. So I'm going to ask it again. And I asked it in the, I asked it in the context of a Guinea pig is a Guinea pig, a hog, right? Cause it's a pig, right? It's, it's in the name. So is a groundhog, a hog? No. Whoa. It's a rodent. Yeah. I don't think so, bud. What what makes it a rodent versus a hog? Do we um, want to get into like science? Like like, like what about science? Why is it called a groundhog? To be fair, he would know about rodents. <laughs> why is it called? <laughs> why is it called a hog then? <laughs> That's just how names work. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not name how names it. work. I can call okay. Eric a giraffe. It doesn't make him a giraffe. And I'm wondering if there was a reason for that. If <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, I can call Jacob a giraffe. I do. My neck can get pretty long. That looks pretty long. So I don't know. I'm I'm a big. Maybe it's the OGs. Maybe it's the flavoring Friday talking to me a little bit. But I just feel like that conversation doesn't get talked about enough. We can't just let people. <laughs> we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk enough about the fact that it's a groundhog. So let's call it a hog. If you want to call it a hog, you can call it a hog. Groundhog Day is not hot. Um. 
It's it's just it's a stupid. Wait, you were coming at me for saying that it wasn't hot. You were grilling my ass. I was. I was and grilling you. Just gonna you. I just wanted to see wagon? if you could defend yourself. Oh, that's all. Stop. I'm that's just not hot. I'm pushing you to be the best version of yourself that's day in and day out. Okay. So when it comes to Groundhog Day, it's not hot. But you know what is hot? The memes that have come out on social media in the hype videos surrounding Groundhog Day. That is absolutely electric. That is burning that's hot. That's fair. But yeah, Groundhog, it's a hog. I'm standing on business with that. What's okay. topic number two? Not that weird hill to die on, tree. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a really weird one, but you know what? I respect it. I respect it. Okay, so next one is, is a little bit of a contentious topic between me and my brother. Um, we love going to concerts. I am a big set list before the show person. Ooh. He is absolutely not. Um, so looking at the set list before a show, hot or not? Well, am I am I under the influence for the show? What is your baseline for I the mean, show? Totally, what is that's a typical a question? You have no, I need to know because that. it changes my answer. Then give us both. If I'm under the influence, then I do not want a set list. Because regardless, I'm gonna be super surprised and enjoy it regardless. If I'm sober, then I will probably end up looking up the set list. But I, I, th- I feel like it's cheating. I feel like it's like I it's am, cheating the the your the experience. This might be my strongest hot or not take. Absolutely not. Okay, I can live do with that. Do not look. I can't do it. If if it's for you personally, that's fine. For me, when I'm going to a concert, sober or not sober, usually not sober. Um, Valid. I like to be in the moment and. If I'm going in expecting things or thinking about things, I'm not just going to be where I am right there. I, I'm just trying to be there, and I like to be surprised. Plus, Eric Ruby, big live in the moment guy. I, I try when when I'm at a, when I'm at a concert. I try when I'm like living my you normal life. Strike me as a I'm man not. who loves like Hallmark gift cards or the the not gift cards, but this the like the greeting cards. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but you are talking complete non. How, what? <laughs> what? I, I just, like Hallmark cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you no. just said you just said I like to live the, in moment, the moment, right? Yeah, you you also strike me as somebody like that has like faith, family, football, like assigned somewhere in your house. Whether it's football, basketball, anything, I don't know. You just strike me as like a, a cheesy sign guy. No, Hallmark. No, no. Are you just maybe I'm just saying you're cheesy. I mean, I am cheesy. I, I am I am corny and I am cheesy, but not with my decor. Or you with my gift giving not a, not or anything like family that. Football kind of no, guy. I'm. So, if, if you walk into my house, the last thing that you would see is a faith family football sign because that that type of decoration is just not flying at. at or like Arabia. a little a little bathroom sign right above your toilet. Like live, like, laugh, love. No, no, no. Be a sweetie. Wipe the CD. You seen that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've seen that. I I don't have that. I'm I'm sorry. And finally, me and Donald are on the same page. Uh, he says that you just got to live in the moment. And uh, li- listen, I, I get wanting to know. Short bus. I get wanting to know. Short bus is I use a set list before every show. Like I, I get it, guys. But for me personally, it just it takes away. It just it takes away like from from the moment. And if I'm paying a lot of money for concert tickets and fees and processing and online convenience and all that, yeah, I'm I'm trying to just go and, and be there. And, and Jacob is lingering menacingly, and I don't know why. And I want to know if he has like, are you like, just not liking or hot or not takes like just listening. Just listening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah Mac, Mac, just really? said, I'm, I am big. Oh, I, I like knowing what's coming. I really like knowing Man. like after oh. this song, I can get super hyped is my favorite one. I did go to a show where they didn't have a set list. Like the red hot chili peppers, red hot chili peppers. They don't, they just go up and jam for Good. two hours. Good. Can I, so can I tell you okay. guys, I'm so distracted right now. 
It's such bad news. Doesn't have I to do it. anything with I football. I saw it and it oh, ruined no. completely ruined it, my it's day. It's ruined my day entirely. Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed in the in the Rocky movies, has passed away. That's crazy. Damn. That's so tough. That's dude. not hot. That's not, he was well, so good no, in the Mandalorian too. Damn. Man, this really ruined my day. Shoot. He's such a great actor. Apollo Creed was such a great character. Damn. That's so tough. Well, I don't know how to transition out of that. Well, one. back back uh, to just, it. Just... <laughs> yeah, I don't man. Okay, so this last one, um, both of all three of us were in were in the office for this. Uh got a little contentious with the Suns crew as it tends to get. Uh apparently Flex doesn't like tacos. It's <clears throat> just a bad take. He's never so, uh, had a taco. Do you not but, like but air? He was, he was talking like about crunchy tacos. He's never tacos. had a taco. He, but he says he likes crunchy tacos. No, and crunchy the, and, tacos and suck. it turned into a whole thing. So crunchy tacos, hot or not? Again, am I drunk or am I sober? What are you right now? <laughs> you can give both answers. <laughs> That's a valid question. <laughs> I'm sober right now. So how do you feel about crunchy tacos? Really? Yeah, I am. I'm just, I told you I was a little delusional. My mind's been running all over the place today um crunchy tacos i don't like crunchy tacos when i was a, a fat little kid yeah absolutely i fucked with crunchy tacos but as i've developed into a short man um i'm just i'm not giant shout out michaela um i'm just not huge on on crunchy tacos they're mid i like them of course you do what the fuck does that mean? It goes with your, your Hallmark cards and your Hallmark live card, crunchy taco kind of guy. Yeah. Speedo guy. It's okay. I'm not that a speedo is guy. He is a speedo guy. No, you look like I'd show up to your house and, you, and you're like, oh, it's Taco Tuesday. I'm coming over. You definitely have white people tacos. That's fair. That's fair. If I'm making tacos, they're probably white people tacos. If I'm going out and buying tacos, they're not white people tacos. Like, I... I like both. I like soft and, and hard tacos. I, I I would eat both on the same plate if I could. I don't discriminate like that. Um, that's just that's just it blows my mind. We're soft lucky we don't time. have the the producer's timeout on this For in me? this studio. Yeah, because I'd be putting both of you. God in it. damn it! Traditional place would not serve crunchy tacos. Oh, I would also be giving it to Jacob Franklin. <laughs> so here's the thing. I I get that like most people like most most crunchy tacos are not. Right, are not are not um They're not hot. They're they're not authentic, whatever. Listen, my family is from Sonora. In Sonora in, in Norteño style food, Sonoran style Mexican food, that's how we do it. It's crunchy tacos. That's how I grew up with Why it. Why am I getting put in timeout? So because you everybody was saying like these aren't authentic. Okay, but like I didn't no, say they're not authentic. I, really, I, 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 I don't I like literally them. said I like them. I'm agreeing with you. Why am I getting put now, in timeout? Now, now, now. The Doritos Locos taco? That's not a taco. No. Get get out of here. That's I'm the only listen. time I'll have a hard one. When my taco tastes like a Dorito. No pause. Clip also, it. I said pause about something earlier and you definitely you did? didn't react to it. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even remember you, you saying said, that. I think uh, I blocked out. I don't, should I say it again? Yes. Yeah, you said something along the lines of pour it into him um, for something. And I uh, Oh, because I, I was like if Kenny pours into him. Yeah, there you go. Pause again. No, nah, yours is <laughs> way worse than that. <laughs> that it. That's all we got for Hot or Not. Uh, guys, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Head over to gophnx.com today. Become a diehard. And you're going to unlock a bunch of shenanigans. Not just with us over here on the ASU show, but with the Coyotes, the Diamondbacks, the Cardinals, and everybody here at PHNX. Not only are you going to get access to that diehard Discord, you're going to get exclusive content, discount on merch, events, 
and all things PHNX. So like I said, head over to gophnx.com today. Give us a fo- follow on social at PHNX underscore signups. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Eric at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K on social. You can follow DJ Danielle at Africa Danielle. And guys, that is going to do it for today's show. We will be back on Monday. But in the meantime, have a great weekend. Go Devils. And peace.